What's up, guys? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John, and today we're doing Am I the A-Hole? I normally try to stay away from this because I've noticed that some channels that try to do these stories tend to get demonetized, but we're gonna we're gonna give it a shot. We'll see how it goes, see if we can kind of gingerly touch on certain subjects, and there's some subjects that I just won't touch. There's some of them that just will not be read by me. Uh, either it's too sensitive for YouTube or, I don't know, maybe it's just too icky for me, who knows, but let's see what happens. And if you're wondering why I'm not doing malicious compliance, it's because you, you only get so many stories a day out of malicious compliance or so many a week, and I like to spread them out just a little bit. Uh, Pro Revenge hasn't been very either not very active or something's going on with them. It's been a couple months since I've been able to get any decent stories out of them that are new. So yeah, there's just not much material there. So we need some fresh material to work with and uh, figure let's give this a shot. See what you guys think. All right, let's get to it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Am I the a-hole for not letting my brother hide behind the dead wife card anymore? Oof. My brother lost his wife a year ago. They have three girls, 12, 5, and 3. My brother was definitely one of those husbands who worked, came home, played with the kids, but that was it. His wife ran the show, chores, raising the kids, making sure they went to school and activities, all the cooking, etc. All on top of her own full-time job. She died quite unexpectedly, and to say he was lost is an understatement. So I stepped in to help. Some may call it enabling, but it was that or my nieces would suffer. They do their part around the house, what's appropriate for their ages, obviously. I've been trying to teach my brother to do the rest. I understand he just suffered a massive loss and a lot of his inability to learn. I put on grief. But as we close in on 14 months since her passing, he definitely has just used me to replace his wife, in all ways domestic. I've tried talking to him about it before and he pulled the my wife just died card again. And again, it's on me that I let it slide. My final straw was when I went on a work trip, came back to chaos. The house was cleaned because the girls did more than their fair share. Obviously they should have chores, but by his own admission, he did nothing despite having the time to. The oldest one told me she was the one making sure the little ones went to school and daycare. She's done all the cooking. She had to give up an end-of-the-year dance because my brother asked her to watch the girls so he could go out with friends. I had a come-to-Jesus meeting and told him he needs to get his stuff together. I'm doing one more tutorial day and that's it. He needs to either hire a housekeeper or a nanny. He can afford both. If he's not interested in doing his share of the chores or taking the kids anywhere. He needs to get a calendar to remind himself when stuff needs to get done. I said it was this or the girls come stay with me until he gets his act together. He started on the whole, I just lost my wife stuff again and I pointed out the girls lost their mother. And now it's like they lost their dad too. He asked if I was calling him a bad dad and I didn't answer, which pissed him off. He said his family, I should be willing to help. I said I'd help, but I'm not his wife. Now the girls are staying with me. My family says I should have kept helping him versus berate him and that I'm heartless for not being empathetic enough. They added it's my fault the girls are missing their dad because I gave him the ultimatum and if I just kept helping they'd still see him. It seems no one's on my side. Am I the a-hole? Edit. Comments telling me to send those girls back and let CPS get involved if he doesn't get better will not be entertained. That's not punishing them. It's hurting the girls. Save your fingers typing that one out. 
Oh, dear. Oh, by the way, before I get too far into this, uh, I know R slash and Uncle Alex do like rating systems and things like that. Uh, feeling kind of lazy today. I probably won't give any kind of ratings like a one through five buttholes, whatever. Um, I don't know, but you'll know my feelings by the end. Anyway, OP, you are in a tough spot without a doubt. Like you said, not only did he lose a wife, his kids lost their mother. That's got to be heartbreaking. It's got to be even worse for them than him losing his wife, to be quite honest with you. But I don't know what anybody's feeling in that family. But I will say this. Everybody grieves in their own way in their own time, and I get that. But whether it's 14 months, 4 months, 4 years, whatever, dude needs to step up and be a dad. He needs to be the responsible adult in that household, taking care of things, taking care of business, and making sure things get done. Like you said, if he can afford a nanny or housekeeper or whatever, fine, do that. Then he can do the running around stuff while somebody else does the domestic chores, you know, like sweeping, mopping, vacuuming dishes, whatever. But, uh, and you know, having your kids do age appropriate chores is fine, but they can't do it all. So yeah, it sounds like this guy is kind of the butthole in this situation, but I will say this too. If you're in the U.S. at least, you can't be playing fast and loose saying, oh, I'm going to keep these kids until you straighten up. Um, he is still their parent. And if he decides that he wants them back, regardless of what you say, you can't keep them. So you may not have a choice but to give them back and let CPS get involved, unfortunately. And yes, it could end up hurting the girls. I understand that. But honestly, there's not much legally you can do about it. And really, what good are you going to be to those girls if you put yourself in legal trouble and end up not being able to see them or you know interact with them or help buffer things? Now, that doesn't mean you should keep on enabling this guy because it sounds like he didn't do anything when his wife was alive either. So basically, the little boy never grew up and uh, still refuses to, and now he has another excuse. Yeah, I don't think you're the a-hole in this situation at all, but be careful because you may end up being one by default, depending on what you do with those kids. So that's sketchy there. Am I the a-hole for telling someone I'm not friendly when their dog came up to me? I went to a brewery restaurant with my wife. Our name was called, and to get to our table indoors, we had to cut through the patio. We got stopped for a few moments behind a table leaving and saying goodbye. In those moments, a lab-type dog gets up and starts sniffing my ankles. I look at the owners and say, what the hell, and point at the dog. They just say the classic line of, oh, don't worry, he's friendly. I admit I was a touch rude. I just say, well, I'm not friendly. They pull the dog back under the table. They start saying, if you aren't friendly, you shouldn't be coming to a dog-friendly restaurant. I tell them just because the place is dog friendly doesn't mean that it's okay for your dog to come up to me. I don't want it in my effing space. They seem baffled that someone didn't like their dog. He called me an a-hole and told me to find somewhere else to walk. I say off-off as we head to our table. My wife was like, you're right, but it could have been friendlier. Was I the a-hole? Edit. FYI, indoors is not dog friendly. Outdoors is dog friendly. My wife and I specifically chose indoor seating because it was not dog friendly. Okay, I'm going to say... Probably 50-50. You're probably halfway the a-hole, and the people with the lab are probably the other half of the a-hole circumstance here. While I will say this, I don't find any problem with a dog as long as they're gentle and not obnoxious or mean or anything else, just sniffing at my pant leg or my ankle. Now, if they pull up a leg and pee, if they you know jump on me, even if they're being friendly, yeah, that's not cool. And the owner should have better control over their dog. At the same time, if you're in a restaurant... You don't let your dog wander out into the footpath because even if they're being friendly and everybody loves the dog, there's still a chance that it could trip somebody up or anything. It's just it's just a recipe for disaster if you don't kind of keep your pet in check. And you were definitely rude in the way you came off to begin with. So, 
you know, you could have just said, hey, excuse me, can you back your dog off a little bit? That's all. And they probably would have done that and everything would have been quiet. But people are going to be reactionary when you start speaking rudely to them. So, yeah, I'm going to give you both about the same amount of points on that one. Just my opinion for whatever it's worth. Probably nothing, but yeah. Am I the a-hole in inviting my mom for my wedding? She kept insisting I invite my sister. Throwaway. Username is random that Reddit generated. I'll provide some background detail, but try to keep it short. My sister, Anna, suffered a TBI in a car accident. She doesn't get a lot of social cues, is slow to respond, and sometimes throws tantrums like a moody teen. I do love and care about her, but the easiest way to explain it is that she can sometimes act like a child. I'm getting married early next year. My wedding day is something I've dreamed about for years. I'll put it bluntly. I don't want Anna to attend my wedding. Mom would be hovering over her. I know this might sound selfish to some, but I just want mom to be there for me one day. And she might be distracting during the ceremony or reception. I suggested we book a room for Anna at a nearby hotel, and if needed, mom can go check in on her. And I say this because she can stay alone and has stayed alone in the past. Mom said I should be including Anna. I tried to explain to her that I just want my perfect day, but she didn't want to hear it. We're not having any kids at our wedding under 13, and I made the mistake of bringing that up in front of mom in relation to Anna and her behavior, which didn't go over well. Me and mom had a major argument, and I uninvited her, saying she should think of me for a second instead of Anna, and if she really feels so strongly, she doesn't have to come at all. I'm really hurt because I'd like my own mother to be there for me on my big day, but this is just all blowing up. Mom got really upset and called me a selfish brat. A couple of my friends are saying I'm in the wrong here, so I decided to post. Oh my god. Now I know why I don't read these stories. So <laughs> having special needs kids and a special need brother, I'm just going to say this. You knew what she was like beforehand. She doesn't do it on purpose. She can't help herself. You already know all these things. And most of the people that you're inviting to your wedding are family and friends who probably know the situation to begin with. There may be a few outliers here and there, but they'd understand, quite honestly, if something happened at either the wedding or the reception. If you're looking for perfection, don't invite any friends or family because you'll muck it up. No matter what your intentions are, just don't do it. Anyway, I think you're kind of being a butthole for this one because, again, you know what your sister's like. And, you know, she should be included in your special day if you care about her. You say you care about her. You know, I've had family that have been a little rough around the edges and they don't have any documented psychological issues or TBIs or things like that. But yeah, I mean, I think you just need to suck it up and get over it. And uh, the day will be perfect no matter what, because you're supposed to be marrying your forever partner. And, uh, you know, anything else that happens along the way is just part of the memory. Good, bad, or indifferent. And honestly, if you don't want her at your wedding, you probably shouldn't even be around her because, you know, why would you want her when it's convenient and when it's, you know, then send her away when it's not. I just... I don't know. I get icky feelings just thinking about it. So, yeah, I, I think you're kind of the butthole on this one. The only other way I could th seem to think about this is maybe mom, you could have suggested to mom that maybe somebody else helps chaperone so that, you know, mom's attention isn't totally divided. But, you know, I can see having a chat with mom about the whole situation. But to just outright say that she can't come. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think you're wrong. But that's just me. And again, I'm a guy, so I'm, I wasn't worried about a perfect wedding day, dream wedding. I didn't have those dreams when I was a kid about, you know, the white dress and this and that. Hell, I didn't even think I'd get married or that anybody would even try to marry me. So, you know, what do I know? 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Am I the a-hole for allowing my brother to be homeless? My brother, older, Dave, 42, hasn't worked since 2020 when he was first laid off. His reasoning is he's not taking a job at a lower pay because it'll hurt in his salary negotiation process. (laughs) Oh my god. So he's not taking another job until he finds one that pays like his old job did. His wife left him because of this. In the divorce, Dave got the house. He's going through the foreclosing process now. He's run out of savings. He's looking for a place to stay and I have an extra bedroom, but Dave is not coming here to freeload. He has to have a job. I'd settle for any job, even a part-time job, but Dave is still stubbornly insisting he's not working for less than he's worth. I finally got upset and said, fine, be homeless. Dave was extremely pissed off that I wouldn't even consider taking him in until he finds this job. My family members are on me about how I could allow Dave to be homeless, but I don't see anyone else offering their spare rooms and couches to Dave. Oh, man. No, nobody dotted my eye for me. Uh, I got an eyelash or something in my eyeball, and here I am. Anyway, so it's going to be red. Deal with it. Anyway, yes, Dave is being a freeloader if he comes and stays with you without getting any type of job. Dave has a bigger sense of self-worth than he should. And what he's telling you is a BS story because sometimes you have to suck it up and do what's necessary to take care of yourself and your family. Whether that means you get an executive job that pays what you're used to being paid, you know, whether it's high five or low six figures, whatever it is, things change, circumstances change, your record changes. Maybe you goofed up and you're not worth that anymore to most companies. Maybe he hasn't kept up with continuing education and, you know, bettering himself so that he's more valuable to companies these days. You know, to sit there and say, you know, I'm not going to take any job until they pay me what I'm worth. Well, first of all, the longer you sit jobless, the less you're worth to any company, including pizza companies and fast food restaurants. At least taking some kind of part-time job or even one or two part-time jobs that are paying you less than you're accustomed to making at least shows that you're willing to work and do what it takes to pay your bills. But Dave's not hungry enough. I've seen a lot of people like this in my short lifetime where, you know, they swear they're worth six figures easily, yet they won't get off their tail and do what it takes to get to that point. They don't want to get the extra, they don't want to get the extra education. They don't want to put in the extra hours. They don't want to prove themselves in any way, shape or form. They think if they have a degree that that should automatically get them to the salary they deserve. Well, that's not how the world works. You may get lucky once in a while. Some people will. But overall, you have to be willing to prove yourself. And if he knuckled down and did it and maybe started at a lower position for a lower rate, he could work himself back up into something. But there's something in his past that is keeping him from getting that job that he had before or a similar position with that rate of pay. So, yeah, no, you're not the a-hole. If Dave wants to be that way, let him be homeless. I hate to say it, but we've all got at least one family member that's like that. And uh, if they're not willing to put in any effort, then... uh, So be it. They've made their own bed. They've created their own circumstance. So you're not causing Dave to be homeless. Dave is causing Dave to be homeless. So, Am I the a-hole for not accepting my brother and sister's relationship? Oh, God, I hope that's not what I think it means. My mom and dad had me very young. 
Their relationship ended when I was two, and it didn't end well. There were a lot of accusations. No one ever admitted to anything, and so they just sort of contentiously co-parented me. About five years after the relationship ended, my mom and dad both met their future spouses. Stepmom and stepdad were great for the co-parent relationship, and my parents weren't so concerned with what the other parent was doing. My parents would still fight, but it wasn't nearly as bad. More passive-aggressive instead of outright yelling. Eventually, my mom had a daughter with stepdad, and my dad had a son with stepmom. I watched my siblings grow up since I was a decade older, spending more time with my sister because she lives with my mom. As a result, my brother and sister, not related but shared me as a brother, spent time together as kids. Not every weekend, but playing during my sports game or when they were invited to each other's birthday parties. When I was 15 or 16, my parents had a big fight that basically destroyed the relationship. I'm still not sure what it was about because neither the parents or the step-parents would talk about it, but they stopped talking to one another completely. I was gifted a car and started driving myself to and from. My brother and sister basically stopped seeing each other and my family shifted into two factions, and I've kept my lives separate from one another to keep the peace. There have been a few unavoidable events like graduations, but those have been few and cordial. Last week, my sister, Grace, now 19 female, dropped the bombshell that she met up with my brother, Anthony, 20 male, through mutual friends. They remembered each other and exchanged numbers. They had been communicating and even started dating. She was telling me because they were interested in continuing the relationship and wanted my blessing. I didn't lie. I was pissed. I said that this was the worst idea ever. Not only do they share a sibling, they're not blood related, but their parents hate each other. Used to be in a sexual relationship and have gone to great lengths to have no contact for the last 10 plus years. She thinks that they're over it, but I was the one that lived through it, and they are my parents, after all. I straight up told her the truth. This relationship was doomed and it needed to end before they got serious feelings. I know some will say that I am a butt, but I'm not thinking of me. My parents will already be tied together forever because of me, which they've accepted that was their decision. But will they be able to accept their other child choosing the child of their hated ex-spouse? I don't think so. Grace pretty much told me not to project my parents' relationship onto her, which honestly I agree. But these are her and Anthony's parents too. Shouldn't they be thinking of them? By the way, Anthony has not responded to my texts or calls since I found out. Am I the a-hole for not accepting my brother and sister's relationship? Update. Just got off the phone with Anthony and he knows how the relationship will be perceived, especially by our dad. This is why he and Grace have been dating quietly to test the waters before agreeing to come out. Now the time has come and they're telling me first and the parents next. Anthony was using me as a gauge for how our dad and Grace's mom will react and obviously he wasn't pleased with the result. I pretty much told him what I told Grace, that you have an uphill battle before anything has really happened. But I did tell him something that I didn't tell Grace. I told him that I would stand behind them because yes, it's weird as hell, but at the end of the day, no laws were being broken, so I was cool. I'll let you know how my mom and dad take it. Now that things are decided, there's no way Grace won't tell my mom. Anthony will be slower to tell our dad. We'll see how it plays out. Update number two. It's World War Three at my mom's house right now, as she and Grace are epically fighting about her relationship with my brother. Neither of them would get on the phone with me when I called the house, but I could hear them yelling at one another. I think it's safe to say that my stepdad wasn't pleased when I was talking to him on the phone. He kept reiterating that I would need to call back at a better time. I called Anthony and told him he might want to get on to telling dad before my mom got her wits about her and called him with the news. I just drove to my dad's because he can be pretty short-sighted sometimes, and I knew Anthony would be cowardly and call instead of doing it in person. I had gotten there after the call and my stepmom was just bustling around, just kind of sighing to herself like she couldn't believe that my brother would walk into this drama without consulting her. But my dad was the most surprising. I asked how he was doing and he just said that it was something every young man would go through. He didn't really say more than that and I had to go. 
but I'm pretty sure he was implying that every man would have to go through that mistake girl. But that mistake girl is my sister, so there's that. Oh yeah, it's almost as bad as I thought it was. Not quite. I thought they were blood related, so... Whew, dodged a bullet there. Listen, they're not blood related. They didn't grow up in the same household. And they're adults. Is it a little weird? Only because you're related to both sides directly. They're not. I guess the thing is, people just need to let people do what they're going to do. Let them be who they're going to be. Let them date who they're going to date. And uh, you either accept it or you don't. If you want to tell them that you don't accept it, that's fine. But then, you know, you can't expect them to be all rosy and cheery around you either. And they probably will stop contacting you anyway. So as for mom and dad, yeah, they were kind of buttholes to begin with too. They're both blaming each other for everything, it sounds like. And uh, neither one of them can be cordial and non-shouty. The bottom line is your brother and sister, I guess that's what they are. Yeah, half brother, half sister. I don't know. Anyway, your brother and sister need to figure out what they want and do it regardless of what anybody else thinks. And they need to stand by their own convictions. And if everybody walks away from them or ignores them, then so be it. You either feel strongly about each other or you don't. Sometimes you got to make choices that your parents don't like. And if they decide they want to walk away because of that, then it's on them. Am I the a-hole for confronting a gym trainer who was discreetly trash-talking me to his client? I, 20 male, am a Caucasian individual, born and raised in a Chinese-speaking country. In my country, it's common for non-Chinese people to not speak or understand the local Chinese dialect. Relying on English as a lingua franca? I don't know what that means. See, I'm an idiot. However, I can both speak and understand the local Chinese dialect. I was in the gym deadlifting 180 kilos. There's a gym trainer... Five meters behind me, training an older Chinese lady. The lady asks the trainer in Chinese, What's the point of him lifting so heavy? The trainer replies in Chinese with, Nothing. His body doesn't even look good. He's young, so he can do it now, but he'll regret it in the future. His joints and bones will hate him. They both then begin to talk shit about me in contemptuous tone loudly in Chinese. All the while, I'm still only five meters away from them. Well, that doesn't sound discreet. I turned around and told the trainer, I hear you, in Chinese, and the blood immediately drains from his face. He takes the lady away and they finish their session in another part of the gym. When the session is over and the lady leaves, I go up to the trainer and confront him over what he was saying. And we have the following, from memory, conversation in Chinese. Me, do you have a problem? If you have a problem, you can say it to me. Trainer, no, there's no problem. I was only saying good things about you. She asked what was the point and I said it's just something he enjoys and he can continue to do so whilst he's young. Me, that's not what you said. Stop lying to me. You were talking shit in Chinese thinking I don't understand you. Well, you can clearly see I understand Chinese. Apologize to me. Trainer, why would I apologize to you when I didn't do anything wrong? Me, you have disrespected me already by saying those things, and you're disrespecting me now by lying to me. If you don't apologize, I'll lodge a complaint against you. I've taken a video of you saying these things and will show it to your boss. I lied. I didn't have any video. I was bluffing because I wanted him to stop bullshitting me. Unfortunately, he got visibly flustered and the bluff worked. Trainer, Look, I don't want a relationship to be damaged. If we see each other, can we still be polite to one another? Me. Sure, if you apologize, you made a mistake. It was unprofessional to say what you said about me to your client. Be a man, own up to your mistake, and say sorry to me and I'll forget it happened. Trainer. I am sorry. Me. Okay, now walk away. At this point, the trainer was shaking, either from anger over being told what to do, embarrassment, or because of adrenaline from the confrontation. He walks away and I go back to my workout. I told my family that this happened and they all think I took it too far by confronting him at his place of work, by lying about the video and that I should have just ignored it. I can see that maybe the way I confronted him wasn't the best, but am I the a-hole? 
I'm a little torn on this one too. So I'm not sure that confronting him like that was the best thing to do. But if you were going to confront him, I will say that confronting him at work's better than confronting him on the street because then you just look like a total bully. But at least at work, right after it happened, of course, I would have probably done it with the client sitting there, but maybe you got more class than I do. <laughs> um, calling him out in Chinese was good. I probably would have let it slide the first time and just said something to him in Chinese like, I know exactly what you said. Don't do that again. And then walked away. And that probably would have been enough to scare the guy into just keeping his mouth shut and doing his job. Were you wrong for confronting him? Nah, probably not. I mean, I think I think people that are being jerks need to be told they're being jerks. Sometimes it's a bad idea to tell them because you start a physical confrontation and things like that. Also, what a lot of people don't realize is the Chinese cultures and Asian cultures in general tend to be a little more concerned with appearance and, uh, you know, what's the word, honor and things like that and confrontations. They don't, they don't like confrontations. So I can kind of see where your family's coming from if they were from that area maybe. But either way, that means that this guy, if he was from that local region, his family should have taught him better than to start talking crap about people in another language. So I don't know. I don't think you were the a-hole for confronting him. And uh, as far as the little white lie goes, hey, it worked. You bluffed, you got him. And it's not like you were telling him to apologize for something that he didn't actually do. So good for you. Just be careful because at some point, somebody's going to want to kick your ass, even in an Asian culture, even if you're right. All right, guys, thanks for sharing a little bit of your day with me today. Let me know what you thought about this episode. Do you like these stories? Do they, you know, do they do anything for you? Did I do well? Were my opinions totally skewed? Maybe I'm not cut out for this. I don't know. But uh, if you want to hear some more, let me know in the comments down below. And on Spotify, you can uh, leave me a rating with a little bit of a comment, too. Or you can send me an email at whosyourunclellc at gmail.com and uh, let me know there. All right, guys, till the next one, we'll see you.